How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. We thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. The Pit. I just finished a podcast on Joseph and how his brothers hated him. One thing that still bothers me was about that pit that they threw him in. I thought often, why was there even a pit just randomly where they were at? So this is how we ended up at this podcast. The pit, from what I can discover, was a giant pit used for storing rainwater or water that was about 4 feet wide and 12 feet deep. 12 feet. Keep that in mind. This was dug out by somebody by hand. A cistern, or the cistern, was empty, according to the scriptures, because it said it was waterless. Now, I thought that that meant that they had tossed him in the pit without giving him anything to drink. Waterless. Wanting him to thirst to death is what my thought was when I was reading it. But after studying more, it meant that this pit was a place that was dug out to store water during rainy season. Being waterless meant that someone had been thrown into the pit, would be scraped up and beat up on the walls, probably hit rocks on the way down, maybe even would break some bones. Twelve feet's not a small drop. Especially if somebody's throwing you, means that they aggressively put you in there. And it's remarkable that Joseph even survived being thrown in that pit. I agreed. In my younger years, I think I would have handled a 12-feet fall a little better than I am now that I'm older. I don't know if I'd survive now at my age. We can believe that Joseph was in shock, though. And we could even think that he had some very unkind words that came out of his mouth towards his brothers. And may even thought it was a joke for a little bit, like, all right, you got me, now let me out. Until they pulled him out, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But (laughs) the story tells us that Reuben, the oldest brother, wanted to save Joseph's lives, but he didn't want or have the guts to go against Judah. The fourth brother, who was always the ringleader in the crew, uh, he was very outspoken, probably bigger than the rest of them too, and used his size as intimidation. So Reuben thought of a scheme of throwing Joseph in the pit as a massive aggressive tactic to keep Joseph alive. Maybe there were other brothers like Reuben who was scared to stand up for Joseph but got sucked into the mob mentality go along with the crowd well they threw their brother in the pit and before they could even blink their eyes he was sold into slavery and there's no going back from that you know we think about the uh, joy maybe that he thought when they lowered down the rope and said you know come on and he climbed up eagerly only to be whisked away on a caravan heading to Egypt where the brothers smeared lamb's blood on the the shiny coat that had caused so much problems uh, and they sent it back to their father 
They didn't take it back. They send it with the carrier. They didn't want to face their father. How do you think that it felt for those brothers that saw their father weeping, though? The Bible says that they tried to comfort the dad, Israel, or Jacob. What would that have been like? To have the truth inside of you like a lead weight, watching your father cry and be upset, knowing that if you snitched, you might be beaten or even killed. How do you touch the shoulder of someone that you love who doesn't know that you are the reason that he's hurting and it's all your fault? The guilt must have been unbearable. You could say that they had created their own spiritual kind of pit, something deep and and you know just awful the past could not be undone and it could not even be mentioned there would be no closure here for them their father Jacob had said that he would mourn Joseph all the way to his grave they would likewise carry this burden to their death all the way into their graves In a pit, there is no way out but up. When we do spiteful things to others, it should bother us so bad that we are burdened down with great misery. Talking about a pit reminds me of the ones that were dug, the wells that Abraham did in his day. When God gave him the land to, to work, he also went out and he dug pits. Later on, his son Isaac would have to dig those pits back out again once he took over the land. And we see that in Genesis 26, 12 through 33. And it tells the continuous story of the wells during the time of famine. When God commanded Isaac to remain in the land of his father, Abraham, and dig for water. Water is a symbol of a thriving community. And there are things in this world that do not want communities to survive and thrive. Well, you know, having water is key to all the land being usable and the people happy. At the end of Abraham's life, he, he really stopped going out into the land as he once did. He didn't and move around and travel and, and check on his people and his, his little communities that he had set up. The enemy would sneak in little by little and they would throw things into the well to fill them up. A well that is full of things can't be used and can't hold much water. If a community doesn't have water, then they're not able to stay there. They will move on. You need to remember that the Bible says that water is known as the Holy Spirit. We do need that water to live. Our spiritual man needs holy, the Holy Spirit and the living water that is the Holy Spirit to live. We need to often clean out our wells. Cleaning out the wells is a great story. Removing the clutter that the world has thrown into our wells has to be done. We need to be able to have the Holy Spirit and or holy water flowing in our lives. We thank the Lord for these stories that we learn from. The pit 
is an important part of this story it's something that holds something and it can be used for good or it can be used for bad that's about like our lives ain't it where uh, we can do good or we can do bad it's up to us what we put in it what we fill it up with all right we'll close in a prayer i love you Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful word. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us. We thank you for these examples that you give us and show us throughout the Bible that we can use it to strengthen our lives and and our daily walk. In your blessed holy name, we lift you up. And amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording, Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you. Let me tell you about a new product that you probably need to go check out. It's called Talking Jesus Doll at JesusDoll.com. If you use my promo code STEVEKITS at checkout, they'll give you an extra 10% off. With all the woke culture going out affecting kids with cartoons and toys, they're trying to separate your kids and your grandkids from the family and from God. I recommend that you introduce Jesus to your kids as early as possible. That's why we're partnering with the Talking Jesus Doll. It's a plush doll that talks. When you squeeze the hand, it speaks ten phrases that Jesus said in the Bible, from the Lord's Prayer to John 3.16 and everything in between. With everything that's going on, it's important to introduce our children to the love and the lessons that Jesus had for many years. I love this product and so does everyone else. The reviews are amazing and kids are learning the Bible verses and using the doll to minister to others. If you have kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews, this is a perfect gift for them. It could be for Easter, birthdays, and even Christmas. Teach your kids about the Lord. Go to JesusDoll.com and use the promo code STEVEKIDS for 10% off and God bless you.